0: Scripture tells us to consider both the kindness and the sternness of God. Most of us probably lean a little to one side of that coin or the other. If we view God as overly stern, we need to learn to grow much more in His love, His grace, His mercy, His goodness. But much of our current worship and theology in the West tends to focus more on these amazing qualities and we can lose our sense of His sternness. While we revel in the love of God, which is real and amazing, we don't want to lose sight of our fear of God at the same time. Our text today is Revelation chapter 2, verses 18-29, through 29, as Jesus continues his dictation to the seven churches. To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These are the words of the Son of God, whose eyes are like blazing fire, and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Now I say to the rest of you in Thyatira, to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets, I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. To the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations, that one will rule with an iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery, just as I have received authority from my Father. I will also give that one the morning star, Whoever has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Thyatira was a smaller town than the other cities listed in the book of Revelation. It was thoroughly blue collar, known mostly for its trade guilds that dealt with metalworking. It makes it a little interesting that Jesus reveals himself like a blazing furnace with bronze feet. He truly knows his audience here. Like most of the cities of Revelation, Thyatira had well known pagan temples throughout and was inundated with false teaching on all sides. Jesus praises the church for their good deeds, for their love and faith, their service, their perseverance, and that they are presently doing more than they did at first. In other words, they are growing, they are maturing in their faith, which is what we would want from anyone who follows after Jesus, growth. And yet, even as they're doing so, they are tempted to be led astray by the false teacher Jezebel. Many people have interpreted and overinterpreted what this might mean, but all we really know is basically what's here in the text. We know Jezebel also was the most evil queen of the Old Testament, a manipulative and controlling woman who led Israel into idolatry. Whether the church at Thyatira is following a literal woman named Jezebel, or whether it's a sort of nickname for a local teacher that John wanted them to know was kind of like the Old Testament figure Jezebel, or whether it's even simple just a philosophy or a spiritual power associated with that Jezebel's character, all of these things are up for debate. What is clear is that the church has been led into error, and the anger of Jesus against Jezebel and her followers is very clear. In light of this, his discipline is coming, but as always, even in that rebuke, there is grace offered. Jesus tells them to hold on to what you have until I come. In the midst of persecution, temptation, and difficulty, Jesus' command is hold on. Don't give up. Don't fall back. Hold on. I am coming. Kindness and sternness. There is a delicate balance here, to be sure. Take some time today to meditate on those two words. Which side do you naturally lean more towards when it comes to how you think about God? How does that leaning affect your spiritual life, for better and for worse? What can you do to grow in the other side of the coin? And who might be able to help you to do so? Think on these things today.